Thank you for joining us at the Joplin and Andrea show. We have a great one lined out for you today. Andrea and I are going to be discussing differences in marriage, why they matter, and why we need to embrace each other's differences. Also, we'll be discussing Oliver Anthony's latest viral sensation hit, Rich Men in Richmond. We've got a good show. You don't want to miss this one. Stay tuned. Let's get started. Welcome to the show today, everybody. We are super excited to be here with you, and we have a big lineup. Today, we are going to be talking about differences in marriage and why it's important to have them. Uh, Joplin kind of had a little clip for the whole world to see yesterday, so we're going to bring that one back up. Uh, we also have a cool story for you about the Villanueva family, and we are going to talk a little bit about Oliver Anthony's new hit song. So we have that and much more coming right up for you. Awesome. So yeah, welcome to the Joplin and Andrea show. This is the first time we've used that term. Guys, there's some new stuff going on. We're excited about it. Um, and thank you for all the all of you who have followed us the last several years, have encouraged us to keep doing what we do. Andrea and I started this kind of platform in COVID uh, to try to give you all something positive That's every right. week to keep your mind focused on. And uh, we've just never stopped. And so we're taking the next step. We got a new YouTube channel. Um, and anyways, we'll tell you a little bit more about that at the end of the show, but we're gonna get right into the show. First thing we're talking about, embracing differences in marriage. Yeah. And so why are we talking about that today, Andrea? Well, in case you missed it, Joplin went live um, on Facebook yesterday while we were working, and uh, he decided that he was going to show a little clip of what MySpace looks like working versus his. And keep in mind, I'm actually on a phone call with somebody that's serious, and I hear him whispering behind me and recording. And uh, yeah, so speaking of differences, I, I probably wouldn't have also came in there and recorded while you were on the phone, because that... That wouldn't have been bad, but uh, or wouldn't have been good, but you sure did. You popped in there and recorded on me and uh, showed the whole world what uh, my, what my desk, desk looks like. like. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. The, if you don't know, Andrea and I um, at the church, we work together uh -huh. and we share an office. So she's got her own desk. I got my own desk. And yesterday I just did a little video for people to see the difference of our worlds. They're kind of like two worlds as if there was a line straight through the, the uh, office that we share. And it's a small office. The office we share is like eight feet wide by 11 feet wide, or it might even be seven by 11. It's a tiny little thing, but we do have two desks in there. And I was just showing everybody uh -huh. how much stuff you have on your what, side. What, his version of? Versus mm -hmm. my desk. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was meant to be a fun little video. It sure was. It was fun. I thought it was fun. I mean, yeah. most people thought it was fun. Yeah. I wasn't. Oh, di they they did. I we wasn't. We should maybe take a poll on that. I was not uh, demeaning your desk or your side. Mm -hmm. I was just making it clear how different we are. Like she has. I will go ahead and say too, different enough that like the whole office knows how different we are. So if there's actually an item that somebody wants to deliver that's not technically his or mine, it goes on my desk because they know he's like, uh uh, we're not sending anything on my desk. Um, nothing can be out of order. And so, in all fairness, half of the video that was taken yesterday has stuff 
that's not even mine on my desk. You mean that skateboard I, wasn't yours? I mean the skateboard. I mean the entire huge ream of paper in the box that you requested. That's your paper and it's on my desk. Okay, so the 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 point of that's this it. discussion though is that guys, you have to embrace differences in marriage. And when we were young, we we really didn't. Like I mean it, when you're, I think when you're young, those things annoy you about each other and they can become a source of contention, but you have to learn to embrace it and honestly be grateful and, and enjoy and celebrate the differences in each other. I think that's part of what, you know, how we help complete each other is that um, I, you know, I'm good at certain things. She's not. She's good at certain things. I'm not. And we learn to have fun through it all. That's right. We learned how to have fun through it all. Do, would you say it's important though that like you no, that we learn important. to just embrace the differences and not try to change each hey, other? Absolutely. That's why I don't say a word about the paper or the skateboard or anything else that has just been said on the desk that we share the responsibility of. I just have embraced it and I help okay. you conquer yours and you help me conquer mine. There we go. So <laughs> I had I had posted this uh, on my personal Facebook page and there were a bunch of comments. But this is one of my favorites. Somebody said about my desk versus yours from Albert Einstein. If a cluttered desk is a sign of a cluttered mind, then what is an empty desk a sign of? That's but funny. hey, what does Albert Einstein know? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. That's a good one. That was a pretty solid burn. Yes. But in all seriousness, it is. And yes, I would say that at the beginning of marriage, it's really hard. You don't know each other like you do years later. And so it is hard to embrace sometimes the differences. And you do tend to get a little bit more annoyed by things that um, later in life you feel like maybe just aren't so important. So. Yeah. Yep. Like what? And some of it doesn't. You got honestly, you got you got to have. You know, you got to have honest realization. Not everything matters. Yeah. Everything don't have to be a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people work different. I've mm -hmm. learned that from working with a lot of different people that sometimes people, uh, you know. Like to be organized. Sometimes people don't. Oh, my don't. goodness. I get it. No. Totally. No, you're very organized. We have our different ways of okay, organizing. That's a better way to say there it. There we huh? go. Uh -huh. Sometimes Thank people you organize for differently. For adapting that. Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. So. We're going to move. We're going to move on, guys. Probably the better. next thing that we're going to share with you is a really, uh, it's a cool story. Uh, it's a heart-wrenching story. And um, we, we want you to know about it because we want to give you some insight into some of the stuff that we deal with that a lot of folks have no idea. So um, this family here is the Villanueva family. And uh, here's a picture of the kids. There's actually a little baby uh, that's not part of that picture. They've got a little brother as well. But uh, this is a picture of the kids. Here's mom, Andrea with mom and uh, Yadani. So um, this family, we've known them for several years. Uh, about three years back, I was actually walking with the boys and we went past a graveyard and they said, they pointed to it and they told me in Spanish that their dad was there. And, you know, I was there six months earlier and their dad was alive. And so I, you know, I'm learning Spanish and several years ago and I'm like, well, I, I'm pretty sure they just told me their dad's in there, you know, but I, so I got somebody to confirm that and sure enough, he had died. 
He died out there in the village. Um, don't even really know how. Uh, where we work in this particular village, it's not uncommon for people to uh, get sick and die out there because they just don't have access to get into town or they try to tough it out. Resources, yeah. Um, they get infections um, and, and just think it's a flu that's going to pass. And mm-hmm. But he died. Yeah. And so left this family, um, you know, without a dad. And Andrea and I instantly just had a heart for, for these kids. And yeah, it was tough, actually. We um, had found that out. And then the very next time that we were there and looking into seeing what we could do, um, we actually were in contact with all of the kids. And you could tell that the aunt that lived down the street was having to raise them. Um, the mom ha- actually had no choice but to leave them and go get a job in the city because she just did not have funds to feed them. Yeah, she, so, she couldn't take care of them. Um, moved out of the house. Here's a picture of the house that um, these this family of six was living in. And so, yeah, we get out there. We go do a home visit. That's how we find out. And, like, you know, there's this fourth grade boy, second grade boy, kindergarten girl, little baby running baby. around. And we're like, mm-hmm. where's mom? And she's not there. She didn't live there anymore. She had to go to town. She lives in the back of a grocery store where she was working um, for 13 days in a row. And then she would come back home for a day uh, every other week and she would bring the money and leave it with the neighbors so that they could use it to help take care of her kids and totally heartbreaking yeah. just you my, know my mama heart just about couldn't handle it it was it was a tough find and so we got to talking like what can we do yeah. uh, i mean not just what can we do but like we have to do something mm-hmm. we can't we can't just say, oh, that's a bad deal. Yeah, you know how tough it is to live out there. Uh, for us and our Christian faith and the command to help take care of widows and orphans, like we're like, you know, we have to do something. Mm-hmm. And so we begin talking. We've been talking with her. We begin talking with people uh, in her life that kind of help her um, with her kids, family. We begin talking with our staff in Honduras, and rather than just like figuring out some way to just give them money so that she could come home and live with the kids um we wanted to try to create a way that she could be self-sustaining on her own and she did too like that was really important to her she didn't she did not want us to just take care of her the rest of her life like she she wanted a way to survive and so we came up with this idea to build a little store on the side of her house uh, this is that store going up. It's actually attached to the home. I mean, it's little, as you can see. I think the thing's like eight feet wide, maybe seven feet wide by about 12 feet deep. But it's going to be her little store. Mm-hmm. She's going to sell clothing and stuff out of it to the people up there um, in the, village, in the yeah. village. Clothing for kids, clothing for guys that are, you know, working out there in the farm and the fields. There's a lot of farmers that live out there. Probably some work boots, you know, uh, sombreros for shade, that type of stuff. But um, we are helping build this. Um, when I say we, I mean Extra Mile Missions, the organization that. Um, Andrea and I lead have 100% um, funded this and we're making this happen and we're we're putting these walls up we're getting the roof on it um, we're going to try to help get her first set 
of uh, supplies. supplies so that she can sell it. And she's going to be able to move back home. And then she's going to be able to provide for her own family right there out of her house. It's a pretty cool deal. Now, before I tell you why we're even sharing a story with you, we have one more story that we want to share. We were out there a couple months ago, and on this job site, something happened to Yudani, the little girl. Uh, Andrew, you want to tell us about that? Sure. Um, well, the same house project, we've accumulated a lot of materials that are out there at the house because we need them for building. And um, we, you talk about a God moment, had actually just went by to make sure the materials were delivered that morning um, to the kids, to the home. Um, and when we did, Yadani always runs up. She always says hi. She's got a hug. She's going to follow you around. And um, she was gone. And so I'd ask about her where she was at. And the aunt said, well, unfortunately, the big boards that you guys delivered fell on top of her foot this morning and she is not well at all. She's a couple houses down in a bed. And so I said, okay, can we go see her? And so we went and saw her and I'm telling you, thank God we did. This poor little girl was just, I had a foot that looked like it was about ready to pop and it did not look good. She was crying. Um, again, there's no resources. There's no Tylenol even, there's no nothing. And so her, she- Her foot was broken in three places. Mm -hmm. Uh, a one by 10 that's about 10 foot tall had fallen and slammed right on the center of her foot and just broke it bad in three different places. Yeah. And so thank, thank goodness. We actually had just hosted a medical and dental team. We had some Tylenol on us and we had ice. And so we were able to at least get the foot up, get some ice on it and, uh, get her some Tylenol. But this poor baby, she actually walked around with, or she had her foot broken for a solid three days. And then they even put a shoe on it and had her come up to us at the medical clinic. And we had a doctor that was there from Honduras, and thank goodness she was able to send her to the hospital immediately for an x-ray. And, and that's where we found yeah. out it was broken. She was going to need surgery. Mm -hmm. So a couple more pieces about this story. I know we're talking about this family a lot, but I want you to try to visualize. Just I want you to see it. First of all, this little girl has broke her foot in three places. The family knows we're trying to help them. We're actually visiting to see how far they've got on this little project. You know, yeah. project. This girl's laying in a bed two doors down with a foot that's broken in three places. Now they don't know that, but that is how bad she's hurt. They, I mean, they haven't had an x-ray yet. They don't even tell us. Yeah. When we see them, they're not like, oh, thank God you're here. You gotta come see this little girl. She, you know, come see you, Donnie. She broke her foot. They don't even tell us. And that's, that's just the way that these, this community is. They are so tough. Mm -hmm. They are used to having no help. And you just, I mean, just, this is how, I, I, probably how their dad died. But you just tough it out. I mean, these are some of the toughest kids on the planet. They are crazy tough. And so they didn't even think to ask us for help. And it's something we're trying to break through in this community. I mean, we've been there now for five years, and they know that we love them, and we're coming, you know, bringing several teams a year to yeah. to serve their community. But even in that scenario, you got a girl laying up in a bed with a broken foot in three places. They don't even inform us. They're just going to let her heal on her own. And so we had to ask. We find out that it is broken, and then we're told she needs surgery, and she really needs it quick. She's gonna need pins put in her foot to make this work. And so tell us, you know, help Andrea, how, what was the process there with surgery? 
So we found out she needed surgery, and um, unfortunately, the hospital didn't deem it as an emergency to help get her in and um, get it done immediately, but it needed done immediately. So um, we actually had to look into a private clinic, and we were able to get her her surgery within like 24 hours of that. Um, They're in the city of Grasses at a, of a private clinic, um, but the surgery... Um, was going to cost quite a bit of money and it was just a moment where it didn't matter to us we weren't going to let this little girl's foot be broken with bones that needed put back together for the rest of her life and so uh, we decided that it didn't matter that we were going to have the surgery and we'd figure out how to get the funds later so in honduras they do have a public health system um where she could have had the surgery done for free at the hospital but it could have taken up to two weeks for her to get up the list because it's the public hospital it's where everybody goes these people don't have any money to pay for private clinics and uh her foot was in a situation where had it healed in that broken state for you know two weeks there's a chance it's gonna have to be rebroken and her, her have worse problems the rest of her life without getting the treatment right away and so we did, we, we took her to a, a private clinic. And here's what's mind blowing. The, the cost, the turnkey total cost of that thing, I think was like $1,200. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, mind blowing how, how much more affordable private clinic was there than, you know, what it cost here to get a surgery, even with insurance. insurance yeah. And so, we made the decision to go ahead and have this uh, surgery done for her. It was just done. She still has, at, at the recording of this uh, of this show, she still has the pins in her foot. They she get does. pulled out here in On the Monday. next week. So, yeah. like, this is a recent story, folks. Um, and I don't know if, if you're watching and you don't like seeing this stuff, um, but here's a picture of her foot. It's got yeah. the pins in it. You can see there's three different pins and uh anyways those are coming out next week and so it was amazing um it was probably a moment that i'll never forget we were in the room right before she had surgery and we were able to pray with her and encourage her she was scared never been to a doctor in her whole life and then all of a sudden now she's had an x-ray and she's going into surgery and um the mom just started crying and she said you know she said without you guys she said my little girl would never walk again and um she just was so overwhelmed with emotion on the fact that we don't have to care what we do and that if we hadn't stepped in things for her daughter would never be the same and it was just i don't know i guess a moment that i will never forget just the gratitude of that mom's when she was helpless you know so why are we telling you the story on today's show um for one a lot of people don't know that we do this this type of stuff mm -hmm. uh, for two there's folks at times that love you and I. I mean, they love us. That are like, man, why do y'all do what you're doing? Why can't you say no? You're doing too much. You until you're in that setting, yeah. You you like you, to those people. I would say you come with me and say no. And if the answer is, well, don't go, so you don't see. It's like that's just not who we are, you know. And there's this kind of snowball effect that happens once you work yourself into these communities where needs that you never anticipated coming upon, they're just there. And in that moment, 
we didn't have the funding for this. I didn't know where it was going to come from. The, this is the, the, I mean, the fact is that we're, we're spending more money than what we have coming in because the needs are greater. And um, our programs are generally funded by the child sponsorship fees that people pay to sponsor their kids. But it, um, it's 20 bucks a month to sponsor a kid. That's $240 a year. That includes the food that they get every week. That includes the, uh, the medicines, when any medicines. That includes the medical and dental stuff that we provide for them each year. That includes the shipping of their backpack across seas. Uh, and so, obviously, there's just not that much margin in that for us to be able to operate. There's enough for us to do for each kid what we promise to do. But this type of stuff, helping a mom, you know, put up a little store so that she can care for her family, covering surgeries for kids. Guys, we need your help to do this stuff. Andrea and I do not have some, you know, secret fund where we're able to fund this stuff. We just have to trust God for it. And like, I didn't even have to pray about that event because I knew it didn't matter. Like the answer, we have to do this. I cannot fly on a plane back to America and not have, I just can't do it. This girl has to get the surgery. Yeah. And so we committed to it. Um, you could use the term borrowed. We borrowed from our resources that are already committed elsewhere. But this was the more urgent need. We get back home, and here's a short story, is that um, somebody that I never would have imagined ever that has not been over with us yet, hasn't traveled with this yet, contacts Andrea and is like, I've got um, you know some money that I want to give and I want it to go to somewhere important and significant. And this ended up getting covered that way. Pretty much what's the biggest needs. And, and you know, I'm like, for, for us, that was a, a reminder that like God is always going to provide. Yeah. And he has, he, he, he has, he always has. I know that he always will, mm-hmm. but God does choose at times to provide through his people. I mean, in this situation, that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And for us, as much as we do, and as our ministry continues to grow and expand, guys, we don't, we don't, I, I, I hate to use the word can't, but we can't have a model where the only way that we can do these types of things is by some miracle gift that shows up at the last moment. And so here's the challenge. We're asking folks to pray about helping us do the things that we do. Uh, We've got a ton of people, hundreds of people that are part of our child sponsorship program. And that is awesome. And it does allow us to take care of each of these kids that are in our programs. We're able to provide everything we promise that we can provide for them, but there is no margin to do this type of stuff. And I could go on and on. I mean, this is no. just one example. I mean, mm-hmm. Andrea and I just we probably spent five, seven minutes here talking about one example. I mean, we're feeding nearly 25 families in Juarez, Mexico, uh, in a very close to, I, you know, I, I liken it to a homeless encampment. I mean, these people are living in houses made out of torn apart shipping crates like wood crates that you ship for forklift you know forklifts and tarps and tarps it's crazy and once a month we provide groceries to these families that last them about four to seven days depending on the size of the family so we're feeding in about 25 families a week's worth of food once a month 
And like, I mean this when I say this, I don't even know where the money's coming from. I don't know. I don't, I don't, how we've even made it this far, I don't know. Because we do not have monthly donors supporting us to provide this food. Mm-hmm. And it's been, you know, miracle but, gifts. But it, the need's so great. Like, oh, it's huge. When you go, it's, it's just like, how can you not feed these people? It's, 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 yeah. If roles were reversed, my gosh, I really hope that somebody would have compassion feed me and, and my figure kids. Out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, I'm not ashamed to ask for help, yeah. guys. I'm not. Andrea and I, uh, we do not take any uh, money from Extra Mile Missions. Everything that we've done the last four or five years has been complete volunteer work. And um, we just, you know, we sow into this ministry. We're not asking anybody to do anything we aren't already. And so please consider... Extra mile missions, supporting us, any amount, amount, don't matter if it's five bucks a month or whatever else you can do. Like if you believe in what we're doing and you want to help us be able to continue to do these things, seriously, folks, consider it. If you're a praying person, pray about it. See if God would put it in your heart to partner with us on a monthly basis because it's so much easier for us to be able to do these things if we're able to start, you know, getting a group of folks that are supporting this work every month, helping us do what we do, allowing us to actually build up a little bit, uh, you know, in the account so that when these things come up, not only is it easy to say yes, like we actually know we've got the money to do it. So yep. that's why we're sharing this story with you. This is, this is, you can tell we love what we do. This is why we love what we do. Yeah. There's nothing more rewarding in all the world than helping people in need. And uh, we're not going to stop, no matter what. So, okay, what's next? All right, what's up next is Oliver Anthony and his new song, Rich Men North of Richmond. What's your thoughts? Okay, so Richmond North of Richmond. If you have not, Rich Men North of Richmond, if you've not heard the song, I encourage you to go listen to it. Listen, it's it's not really a song for kids. There's a couple of cuss words in it. Um, but I liked the song. Mm-hmm. I really did. I liked the song. I'm not, you know, I'm not out here claiming that it's a Christian song that needs to be sung in churches. But it, it was a song that resonated with so many people, like in the last I want to say it was the first four or five days, something like 12 million views. Um, in the last two weeks, it's had more than 30, I think it's closing in on 35 million views. Gosh. Yesterday, um, it, it, it started at the number one spot above Taylor Swift music worldwide. It is the most famous song in the world right now. Yeah. And so the question is why? Yeah. And that's what I want to talk to. Um, you know, the, 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 the media is spinning this thing as this right-wing, dangerous, polarizing song. And that was part of what kind of spawned me, my interest. And I'm like, well, if it is, why is there 35 million people that are liking it? How's it top Taylor Swift? Yeah. And I, I watched a handful of reaction videos. I, and I'm, I'm talking uh, Asians. African Americans, uh, self-proclaimed liberals, leftists, and everybody unanimously 
all these people are like, this is me. Yes, 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 this guy is speaking facts. That's one of the things people repeatedly said. Facts, facts, facts. This guy is speaking facts. And here's what I'm taking away. Here's, here's my thoughts on it. Put the music aside, put the song aside, put the style aside, put the lyrics aside. Here's what I saw and, and what I feel like I've learned. We are not nearly as divided as our uh, talking heads mm-hmm. want us to believe. We are, and we are way more closely aligned in this country than what we're told. And I, I am hopeful that the race baiting that happens at the political level, at the, uh, you know, the, the news level, the talking heads that are trying to tell all of us what the truth is, that the race baiting will start to see through it. I watched black people that were watching the video because they were told it was racist. And they, and they just are like, this, how is this racist? Mm-hmm. What did he say at all this racist? But that's what Washington Post said, that, you know, basically this is a racist, you know, right-wing song that's dangerous. And people are starting to see through it. They're like, wait a second. You, you, you can't just say that. Yeah. And so I was really hopeful that, that uh, maybe there's going to be possibly some form of us coming back together. And, and, and being willing to recognize we are not as different as what we've been told. Yeah. That's what it, I took from it. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing because it's like the power of one song just instantly united people. And you said the word facts and put the facts that so many have just had in their head into a little clip that has stirred a lot of people. I think there's hope for our country yet. Yeah. And what I will say is that and I know I speak for Andrea and she can echo if she wants, but we love this country. Mm-hmm. I am not ashamed to be an American. We love America. I believe that even still with all the craziness we've experienced the last several years, with there's so much, it's just nuts going on in our world. I still believe that we live in the greatest country in the world right now. And thank God for our veterans. Thank God for those that have gone on before and fought for our freedoms. Thank God for those that have paid the most awful price and, and laid down their lives and, and for us, for this country. And there was a glimmer of hope, and it's still there in my heart. There's a glimmer of hope that maybe us people can come together and, and, and break through the noise of all these politicians and the talking heads. And they have power because they're the ones that control the media. Yeah. But we see the power as well of this ability for something to go worldwide so fast. They don't own all of it. You know, they weren't able to stop this fire from burning on YouTube. And so... I don't know. I just feel really hopeful. I'm, you know, yeah. I, I, I was, this, the song is a song that's kind of, uh, it's got some anger in it. It's got some, some, some wrath towards what's going on in Washington, D.C. That's the play on words there. The rich men north of Richmond are the rich politicians in Washington, D.C. And that's, that's the song's really directed at them. But I, you know, even with that, 
spirit of kind of coming out and and just getting on those guys, calling them out for who they are. I watch the average man in this country. I mean, just cheer this guy on. And so pretty awesome. I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Way to go, Oliver Anthony. Great song, and thanks for uniting us. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right, well, up next is um, a lot of information about what we have coming here in the future with Extra Mile Missions. We're excited to announce that we actually have 14 trips scheduled in the next year to um, Honduras, the Philippines, and Mexico. Yeah, 14 international trips. That doesn't include the nearly two times a month that we're doing um, homeless stuff, working with the homeless in our our community, Wichita, Kansas area. Um, It doesn't include any of the other stuff that we do, just international mission trips. we got 14 of them coming up over the course of the next year. She said excited. I am excited, but also nervous. I mean, that's just a lot of trips. It is a lot of trips. Um, Andrea and I are not going to be able to go on all of them. We're going to have to send a handful of teams, you know, with other group leaders to make this work and seeing what has become of of the work that, that we started, you know, quite some time ago. Yeah. Seeing the way it's grown and expanded in just the last three years, four years, uh, mind-blowing to me. Yeah, pretty awesome. Uh, So we have a new app. If you haven't downloaded it, um, it's an Extra Mile Missions app, and you can get it in the App Store. But it has all of our trips, so you are welcome to go in there, and it has all the information. It has trip information. You can register in there. So if you're interested in joining us on a trip, we would love that. Um, Most of those trips are freshly open, so they all have availability on them. But you can get that information for those in the App Store. Yeah, just search Extra Mile Missions. And uh, you'll find us. Our logo's on. You'll find us um, in any app store. Take a look. Uh, Check us out on our website, extramilemissions.org. Most of the information is there as well. Uh, You can always email us with any of your questions. um, Support at extramilemissions.org. And we'll get back to you as soon as possible. If you've ever considered seeing what it's like out on the mission field we would love to have you join us and so yeah absolutely all right this next section is kind of cool guys we've got some new gear that we have put a lot of thought into Um, we literally spent months brainstorming and talking about this new you know this new gear uh, some shirts we got some hats that are coming down the line But let me tell you a little bit about the gear and why it's different and what our goal was. Um, I wanted some stuff that motivated people. Andrea and I are always wearing t-shirts and team shirts, you know, shirts with a message on it. And for me personally, I honestly pondered the question, have I ever worn a shirt or seen a shirt? that motivated me to do something? And the answer was no. Out of all the shirts that we've had, about all the shirts I've ever seen, or shirts every now and then have made me smile or laugh, but never anyone that I can say, I actually saw that shirt or I was wearing that shirt and it motivated me to do something. And we wanted that. Mm-hmm. And so our new gear is meant to do that. And I want to explain how. Um, the idea is that the message is for me. And all of our stuff is meant to be in line with with our mission motto, Extra Mile Missions. If you don't know this, 
that term extra mile, it comes from Jesus when he, on the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 41. Jesus said, if anyone asks you to go one mile with him, go two. And so Jesus is telling his disciples and his followers, like, we go further than everybody else. We don't just stop where, where, where we've been asked. Yeah. We're going to go the extra mile that most people don't. And so that is the, that's where we get our name from. It is our heartbeat. And we want to encourage people to do the same thing. And so we wanted all of our gear to communicate that. And here's how we did it. So first of all, our slogans all say that same thing. Like I'm wearing our extra mile main shirt. It's just one more mile. See, I know what that means. You know what it means now. Yeah. But when I see this shirt, I'm reminded that I need to go one more mile. Andrea's got one of our shirts that says, go further. And the T has the cross in it. And um, it actually has the scripture on it, the Matthew 541. All of our shirts, if you're not watching, you can't see this. But all of our shirts on the inside of the shirt, at the top near the tag, we have put the actual scripture. It's there, and if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Matthew 5.41. It's printed on the shirt, but on the inside of the shirt. The symbolism that the word is for you. It's pointed at you. You're the only one that sees it. And so when you put it on and you're wearing the shirt, uh, it's meant to inspire you to go further. To love people a little bit more, to sacrifice just a bit more, to just go one more mile. We've got ladies' shirts, we've got guys' shirts. In fact, Andrea's wearing the female go further. Here's the men's go further. And so you can see it's just, you know, it's a little more as masculine. It's it's for it's for us guys. We wanted to create stuff that you would actually like, that you'd actually like to wear. We were so serious about the message being the heartbeat of the of the clothing. We took our actual logo off of the shirt. We just kind of have a much more subtle EMM on the sleeve. We took our website off. Like there's no, none of that on the shirt. The goal is that when you put these things on, it makes you want to go further. And the awesome thing about you know our products is that 100% all of the proceeds go towards the mission. And so you can get some cool gear and know that all of the profits from shirt sales, um, product sales, all of it, it goes to support the mission. Yep, goes back to help, so. You can see all the other stuff. We've got like six options for guys or three different shirts, There's each of two for, different colors, six for, guys, six for the six ladies. For um, so take a look, extramilemissions.org. You can also find the stuff on our app as well. Yep, you can um, order them right on there. And uh, hopefully you like the gear, support yeah. the mission. Yeah. It's fun. Fun. It is fun. fun. New year. It's fun. I like our gear. Like, I like wearing it. Yeah. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to create something that I truly, like, I would want to wear. I mm -hmm. wouldn't feel obligated to wear, you know, because it's my, you know, our ministry. But like, that, I, that I liked it. And I like our stuff. I'm really happy with how it turned yeah. out. Me too. Okay. All right, guys. Don't forget to like, follow, share, subscribe. Whether you're a YouTuber, Facebooker, 
whatever it is. Maybe you're uh, all of it. Maybe you're all of it. Like <laughs> us on all the platforms. Share us with your friends and family. Help us get the message out. Yep. Well, thanks for tuning in with us today. And we hope that you have a fabulous weekend. That is it for us today. Remember that you cannot change the whole world, but you might just be able to change the world for somebody who needs you to go the extra mile with them today. Until next time, God bless.